everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow in every aspect of your life. If the truth be told, everyone wants to live a good, healthy and vibrant life. But I'm here to tell you that a vibrant life is grown on purpose. It just doesn't happen by accident. So, no matter who you are or where you are in life, whether you are a businessman, a church leader or a housewife, this podcast will challenge you and all your organization to grow intentionally towards your God-given purpose. My name is Justin Duro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-hosts, Robin Aldea. Hey podcast listeners and hello to you Pastor Jay, welcome to the podcast studio. It is so good (laughs) to be back here. While we are talking about all things growth as usual, since it is growth week, it's in the name. But what we're focusing on right now is really... um, talking about dreams and desires. And so yesterday we started this conversation by talking about high definition dreams and desires. And so if you missed that, we want to encourage you guys to go back and listen because it is so important that we make our dreams and desires come alive by seeing them clearly, by hearing them clearly, do whatever you need to do to make those things come alive in your life. Now, today we are continuing this whole discussion around dreams and desires. And we're going to be speaking about 4D, four-dimensional dreams. And this is super exciting for me because, you know, when you talk about growth, and, and we've said this since the beginning, Pastor Jay, you know, holistic growth means that you need to be growing in all areas of your life. So you can't just focus on one specific area and grow all the time in that and then expect that everything else in your life will flourish. You know, it kind of makes me think of this guy that goes to the gym all the time and he only works out his upper body (laughs) and then he's got these really skinny legs, you know, he misses leg day a lot. (laughs) Pastor Jay, you're going to the gym, so I hope you're working it all. (laughs) I'm trying to work on the whole body. (laughs) Well, what we want to talk about today in speaking about um, 4D dreams and desires is that What we spoke about yesterday, those high definition dreams can only be made a reality if they are developed in each dimension. Now, we're going to be speaking about four dimensions, hence the 4D. (laughs) Um, But before we get into that, uh, this whole concept of 4D just made me think about, you know, when a woman is expecting a baby, okay, Mm -hmm. normally she goes for these baby scans, you know, those black and white ones, and you kind of just see a blob and, you know the doctor really has to explain what is what and show you on the scan what is what part of the baby. But now I don't know if you've ever seen these 4D baby scans, okay? So normally when you're going towards the end of your term or the pregnancy, you know, the woman goes for a 4D scan and you see this baby so clearly. You can see the eyes, you can see the nose, you can see the mouth, everything so clearly. And so with that concept in mind. These four areas that we're going to be covering today, they're going to help you to see your dream even more clearly. They're going to help you to kind of carry that that dream, carry that baby, carry that whatever it is with that tension of, hey, I can see it so clearly. It's like in 4D. So Pastor Jay, you're going to tell us about Jesus because he grew in these four things that we're going to be talking about today. 
That's right. I like that uh, illustration that you used of the scan, just being able to really see the detail of something that is yet unborn. And so when we think of our dreams and desires, those are things that are yet unborn to time. When you have a dream, it's not yet a reality, but you need to see it uh, in this, like yesterday we were talking about it being so vivid and now we're saying it needs some depth and we bring in this four, these four dimensions to add depth to your dream. The Bible says in Luke chapter number two and verse 40, Jesus grew up maturing in physical strength increasing in wisdom, and the grace of God rested upon him. Then it goes on to say in verse 52, he grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and with men. So those are four clear dimensions in which Jesus grew. And so we want to just really look at all four in a moment. But here's what I want to say. There has to be a posture of growth in every aspect of your life, not just in one area. If you were to just grow your dream, say, in wisdom, you might have the wisdom to you know, navigate the technical aspects of your dream. But if you're not growing spiritually, you may not have the character to sustain the dream. So what we are simply saying is, if you want your dream to become a reality, if you want to succeed in life, the posture of your heart is, how can I develop my dream holistically? Just to go back to our scripture, Robin, I did say that Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, in favor with both God and men. So those four dimensions are very, very important. And we're going to dive into them just now. Yeah. And just before we get into breaking those down, I want to say that, you know, there's this sad thing that I'm seeing all around us. You see people living one dimensionally. You know, um, I know someone who has so many different degrees kind of thing. That's the only thing they're ever chasing after. Or you know someone who um, is only ever chasing after material things. You know, um, they just got a phone and three months later they the the latest one is released and they get (laughs) the next one. Or people who are so full of spiritual desire that they actually, you know, that old saying, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Uh Like people who are so spiritually um, on fire that they actually neglect everything else. And so they kind of become a little bit weird. And so I think it's worth saying that this is really vital to growth. So, so vital to have all four dimensions because you don't want to be that one dimensional person that people kind of look at and they can't relate to because you can't see any aspect of their life as holding any value or importance. That's right. Especially for us as Christians, our role model is Jesus. We are trying to live our lives or model our lives after Jesus. And if the Bible says of Jesus, who was fully God and fully human, that he grew in all four dimensions, he could have just said, well, I know everything. I don't need to challenge my mind. I just need to grow spiritually. After all, he had a a huge spiritual mandate. He could have just focused on spiritual growth, but the Bible actually says he grew in all four aspects. So I want to say to our podcast listeners, if you really want your dream or your desire to have depth, you have to consider growing in all four dimensions and not just one. Yeah, I love that. So we're going to break these down for you now. The first one is that you need to grow in wisdom. Basically, what wisdom means in this context is having intellectual and mental 
desires. You need to be asking yourself, what are your current intellectual and mental desires? You have to have to have them. And, you know, this is going to look different for every person. For the person who is academic, you know, it's going to be, hey, I need to get that degree. After I get that degree, I need to get the honors. I need to get the masters. I need to get the doctorate. But for someone who's maybe not as much inclined in that way, that's not an excuse for you to not do something about growing in wisdom. You know, um, everyone, there's that saying that leaders have to read, like, If you want to be growing, if you want to lead anything, if you want to be healthy, um, have that holistic growth, you need to be reading something. You need to be listening to something. You need to um, be challenging yourself intellectually. Your mind needs to be growing. You can't be stagnant in this area. So you need to have a desire to grow in your knowledge, in your wisdom, in your understanding. How are you viewing the world? Um, You know, this is such a broad Um, subject if you actually look at it because a lot of people just stagnate like they're like oh you know I went to school I did this da 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 and then they just never grow in any intellectual or mental area and that is bad that is so bad if we are to remain relevant if we are to keep growing then you need to expand your mind you need to gain knowledge you need to gain understanding you know there's nothing worse than a Christian who just is ignorant about the things that are going on in the world around them. And so it's so important that in the various aspects that you can grow intellectually and mentally that you do. So whatever that looks like for you, you just need to make sure that you have some kind of intellectual or mental desire in your life. You know what, Robin, there's a whole lot of open source stuff that you could just challenge your mind and start growing in without necessarily paying for it. You don't need a certificate to prove that your mind is sharp. You just need to apply yourself and grow in wisdom. So you might have a God-given dream, but if you don't develop the wisdom that you need to steward the dream, it is from God, but because you lack wisdom, it it might not be well or fully developed. Most definitely. And so with that being said, the first one, you need to grow in wisdom. Pastor Jay, why don't you tell us about the second area? So Jesus also grew, the Bible says, in stature. That speaks of physical or material desires. So this is where all of us, we have a dream of something that's physical. I want to just kind of give you areas where you could just begin to challenge yourself to have physical dreams and desires. One is health. I'm realizing more and more that people will grow maybe intellectually or maybe spiritually, but they neglect their physical health. And I'm, I'm realizing that if you have a sharp mind and a sick body, you're not going to be effective. So your physical desires might be different from mine. So whether it is health, whether it is maybe you just desire something that is material. I desire a place to call my own. You desire to buy a house. It has to be clear. Maybe God has given you a clear desire that you want to have like two kids. That's a, that's a physical desire. And whatever that desire is, it must be developed. 
And Pastor Jay, there is nothing wrong with having physical or material desires. I think this is probably something that, especially within the church, we've really skewed this a bit. Because you say, oh, if you desire to have a nice house, if you desire to have a nice car, then, oh, you're, I don't know, whatever, something's wrong with you. But the truth is that God, He wants us to prosper. You know, the Word of God says that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. And so if Jesus grew in this, then why should we not grow in this and show the world that, hey, being a Christian doesn't mean that you necessarily have to live in poverty. You can have physical goals. You can be healthy. You can look after your body. You can nourish it with the right things. And then you can desire to go on that vacation. You can desire to take your family on that vacation kind of thing and have the house and have the car and you'll still be guess what? A good Christian that's going to heaven. (laughs) That's right. And here's the thing, because we don't desire these things, we don't get them. And then we get bitter when we look at the world and say, how come they have these things? But they desire these things. They grow up saying, I desire to have this. I desire to own a business. I desire to uh, own my own house. And that desire was instilled in them from childhood and it becomes a a huge blessing for them in, in their adult years. So... Yeah, next one, Robin. All right, so our next one is to have spiritual desires. Obviously, Jesus (laughs) grew in this area. He grew in spiritual desires. And again, you know, I think, yes, we can, especially as Christians in the church, this is an area that most people do grow in, but also not. I think a lot of people, especially now, you know, they think that, hey, the only spiritual growth that I need to do is get saved, and make sure that I am going to heaven. But just like anything else, you need to constantly be working at it. You need to constantly go through that process of being saved, you know? And so what that means is that you need to have spiritual desires. You know, the word of God says that we should desire spiritual gifts. And so that can look like um, for someone to desire growing in your prayer life, to desire growing in your time of um, devotion, you know, um, reading the word of God, praying, um, exploring the different spiritual gifts, you know, say you want to speak in tongues or you want to interpret tongues or you want to have the gift of prophecy or one of the faith gifts, anything like that can be a spiritual desire. But I think more than that is also what has God called you to do on earth? What is the spiritual mandate? Because, hey, if we believe that God created us for a purpose and, you know, we are all kind of going towards the goal of everyone needs to be saved, we want to get everyone into heaven, then that means that you and I have a part to play in that. So there's a specific calling on your life. There's a purpose for which God placed you on this earth for. And so for me, what having the spiritual desire means discovering that and once you've discovered that to actually live out that kingdom mandate so instead of just i don't know storing up treasures here on earth what treasures are you storing up in heaven by doing the thing that god has asked you to do if we are made in his image then we need to have that spiritual desire of figuring out hey what does god want me to do during my time on earth powerful you know as you were sharing this, I thought of the world in general. It has gone through all sorts of stages. There was a time where the first one that you shared, which is uh, 
intellectual desires the iq was the in thing they were like oh yeah you need to have a high iq everybody was looking for the smartest the brightest the one with a sharp mind so that they will give you the job and then they later on realized that iq alone is not enough and currently one of the areas where most big companies and organizations are hiring they're looking for people with sq as they call it which is spiritual intelligence which means if you have a big dream if you have a high definition dream and you want to develop it to become a a four dimensional dream you need to have sq you need to develop your spiritual intelligence and that's just uh, a whole lot more than coming to church reading your bible and just praying all those things are good disciplines but you need to challenge yourself and say how deep can i go in the spirit realm so that i can live out my dream effectively Yeah, so Pastor Jay, you spoke about having the IQ, the SQ, but there's the one, you know, which a lot of people also still miss and that is EQ. So That's right. tell us about that. Certainly, which is the fourth area of growth in Jesus life. The Bible says he grew in favor with God and men. So that deals with emotional intelligence. It, it it deals with relationships. But what we're talking about here is emotional or relational desires. What are your emotional dreams? What are your relational dreams? What 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 are those things that you desire emotionally? And it could be hey, I want to get married and I want to have a, a healthy relationship with my husband or whatever the story is. You must have relational desires. If you don't desire to have healthy relationships with the people around you, you are not going to see your relationships get better so you might have a dream to own a great business i've seen most people who do startups might have the iq to start the business they don't have the eq to relate with people who are going to help them build the business so your dream without this dimension is shallow because every dream requires help from others it requires that you have you relate with different people if you think of uh, joseph again in prison he had such good or a uh, high eq as i would say that even in prison he knew how to relate with the the other prisoners he knew how to relate with the the warden of the jail why because he had a desire to have good relationships and that desire is actually seen when at the end of the story he restores his relationship uh with his brothers the ones that actually sold him into slavery so what are your relational goals do you have any relational goals do you have any relational desires as you pursue whatever that big desire is And I just have to add on this one. One of the saddest things that I see happening is that people neglect this area as they are pursuing, especially, you know, when it comes to I'm pursuing that dream job or that dream business, yeah. uh, you know, kind of thing. Or I'm so focused on studying right now, or I'm so focused even on God yeah. that they miss out on the fact that this is. part of what Jesus said was the greatest commandment yeah. which is to love your neighbor as yourself. And so Pastor Jay, the saddest thing that I see is people who have no interest in pursuing or growing in this area at all. Yeah. Because they say like I'm only going to do that when I I want to have no emotional attachments to anyone or <laughs> because I'm so focused on these other things. And that is you know like you're missing out on a lot. Oh, in yes. life on so much rich richness so much fullness of life and so i really want to say that 
Again, you know, this is a vital area. All four of them are so important. But this one, (laughs) you know, (laughs) life is so much sweeter when you have people in it and when you have good, healthy relationships. So you need to make sure that you are doing something about this area. You know, when when we think of Jesus, who is modeling this four-dimensional growth to us, he could have easily said, hey, my relationship with the Father is perfect. Mm. I have a good spiritual relationship, so I don't need to grow in in relationships around me or in the relationships uh, that I'm trying to develop. But we see Jesus picking uh, 12 men and spending time with them. And uh, out of the 12, we know that he had the three. It's just investing in healthy relationships. And I want to say to you, whatever your dream is, in fact, if you really want to achieve your dream, your deepest desire quickly, you need people around you. Somebody once said, if you want to go faster, go alone. But if you want to go further, you need people to go with you. And Mm. that requires relationships. Definitely. I love looking at these four areas and it's so challenging just to myself, you know, reviewing them again and thinking about like, hey, you know, what is my current desire in each of these areas? And so this is something that you need to constantly have in front of you because guess what? You never make it. You can never say that I've achieved, you know, the goal because on the side of life, there's always something more to learn. There's always something more to grow in. And so don't think that you are so wise (laughs) that you don't need more wisdom. Don't think that you have acquired so much that you don't need, you know, that there isn't another level to reach. And don't think that you're so spiritual that you don't need God in a specific area. And obviously that you need people. You need to keep working on the relationships around you. Yeah, so we all need four-dimensional dreams and desires. So whatever dream you have, the big picture, that thing that is burning in your heart, ask yourself, am I growing in these four areas? And what do I desire to achieve? Maybe just to help people, uh, you're, you're speaking of, you know, the intellectual desires. What are some of your intellectual desires, Robin? Well, at the moment, um, you know, we are doing a lot of different things at work. Um, Just our conversation at work is really challenging us, um, especially on staff. You know, we have the directors and I am one of them. And so, you know, Pastor Jay, you've been challenging us weekly to listen to um, podcasts around leadership and business and all that kind of stuff. And I I shared this, I think it was last week with you, Mm. that a lot of the language and stuff that they use... Um, you know, it kind of just goes over my head because I've just never been exposed to that kind of language before. I've never been exposed to, you know, like business principles or leadership principles in that way. Yes. And so right now, this is the area where I know I need to grow. If I'm going to take my work to the next level, if I'm going to take my leadership to the next level, I need to up my game in this area. I can't be left behind. And so right now, that's definitely the area that I'm focusing on. Wow. Robin, you just kind of emphasized what we were trying to say, that in as much as we were celebrating growth, you know, we looked at the 90-day growth review and you have grown tremendously and we're celebrating the growth in your life. You're still saying, hey, there are areas in my life that I need to grow. And for me to keep the tension, I need to have some desires. And now you're telling me you've got some uh, some clear intellectual desires just so that you can take your growth to the next level, which is really, really good. Definitely. And Pastor Jay, I want to know, um, you know, in the area of physical desires, I know you've been doing some work there. You know, what brought about that shift? for you like what are you doing right now about your physical desires 
Yeah, you know, like I was trying to share earlier, the idea for me of having a brilliant mind or a brilliant gift, you know, I'm called into the world of ministry. So spiritual desires are always going to be high there. I want to be used in miracles, signs and wonders. And that's things that I'm constantly asking Father to, uh, to just release into my life. But then I realized that if I have all those gifts and I can do all those mighty things and I am unfit and unhealthy, I am not going to minister effectively. I will have a great gift, but then because I've not grown in the other area, which is the physical area, uh, I'm going to struggle. So I just decided, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to uh, join um, some some good people in our church that are really working out. And I found somebody who could just, you know, inspire me and challenge me. You know, when I see them do what they do, they become my goal and my desire. I'm like, I want to be able to do what they're doing in that area. And guess what? Because there is a real desire, I'm getting better at it every single day. Definitely. And so what I want to bring our listeners' attention to now is the fact of, you know, you kind of put me on the spot and I had to choose that one thing, yeah. <laughs> that one thing that is my desire right now in that area. But I think where, where many people get lost in this whole area of dreams and desires is just by having way too many. Yeah. And people who become masters in this area and really masters in life, they effectively know how to move from having many desires to having the one desires. That's good. And so it works like this. You go from having countless desires, you go from having many desires to having a few and then to having the one. You know, David said in Psalm 27 verse four, one thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek. Wow. He wanted to be in God's presence. That was his biggest desire, his biggest goal. Yeah. And so when your heart burns for that one thing, when you know what that one thing is, every action, every intention, everything that you do, you know, your entire being will follow that thing. We'll That's make good. sure that you are working towards making that dream, that desire become a reality. And so you need to ask yourself, what is that one big desire? There are three key things that you need that we really believe can help you to narrow down your desires. So maybe right now in wisdom, you have 50 goals. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have like, I want to do this. I want to get the degree. I want to get the masters. I want to do this and do that course and learn that skill and whatever. And the reality is you never end up doing anything because you're just focusing on too many things. So the first thing that we want you to do to narrow down your desire is ask questions. Now, I love this one, Pastor Jay. You know this about me. I am always <laughs> that person that is asking questions. Like when you talking to us during growth week or whatever, I always have the most odd questions about what we're talking about. But what I've really found is that this helps me to identify exactly what I'm getting from something. That's good. And so you need to be asking questions around your desires. Ask questions that actually mean something to you. So many times we fake it. We don't want to ask questions because we want to make it seem as if we have everything together. Like, oh, you know, I'm hearing about the subject, da, 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 da. I'm going to look stupid if I ask the questions. No, be the fool, <laughs> look stupid, That's good. ask the questions because the only way you're going to learn is by asking those questions. And these desires, um, you, 
are narrowed down when we do that because the real ones will surface when you ask the right kind of questions. So, you know, you made a statement when we were talking about this and you said you can tell someone's destiny by the kind of questions they ask. You know, most people, like you said, avoid looking like they don't understand something. I would rather ask a question and clarify than to pretend I've got it. So the quality of your question is going to determine uh, your destiny. So if you have deep dreams, high definition dreams are made out of quality questions. That's good. Okay, so there's two more um, that we want to give you to to help you guys uh, narrow down your desires. Pastor Jay, why don't you tell us about the second one? The second one is meditation. Robin, this is an area where church folk have lost it. You know, we... We know that the Bible speaks of meditation, but because of this uh, Eastern influence, everybody thinks meditation is new agey, it's just out there. But meditation is so powerful and very few Christians actually practice it. You can narrow down your desires by meditating on the things that you desire. Mm -hmm. You know, because the more you meditate on what you desire, the clearer it becomes. And then you realize, but why do I desire this? Why, Why am I after this? And the more you spend time meditating and finding how it fits in your own heart in your own soul the clearer your why becomes and if it doesn't fit you drop it you know like there are a lot of things that i desired along the way that because every other person was doing it you know um oh uh, everyone who's in ministry has this so i want it but then the more i meditate and like oh yeah can i see myself in that um in that space with that whatever desire it is and then i realize that that's not me so i drop it so meditation is such a powerful concept and the bible says in in joshua chapter number one this is what god said to joshua when he was positioning him to enter into the promised land. He gave him uh, a charge to meditate on the Lord, to meditate on God's word day and night. That's how powerful it is. But what I like about that scripture, it says, meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. So if you want to do everything you desire, if you want to uh, achieve the, the desire of your heart, that high definition dream or desire, you need to meditate on it so that you can do all the aspects that uh, you envision in that area. And he says this will give you good success. So meditation will effectively narrow your dreams and your desires. Definitely. That just makes me think of a quote. I know I've shared it before in one of our previous episodes, but Craig Rochelle, he says that your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And so that also speaks to this um, concept of meditation. You know, when you set your mind on that thing, when you set your heart on that thing, you meditate on it. It's, it's only natural that your life will move in that direction. Like you said, the things that are not for you will fall away. The things that are for you, you'll kind of see them more clearly and you'll actually be able to move towards them more easily. You know, what you just said is so powerful. I was thinking, I think it's Elon Musk and I, I think Zuckerberg does the same thing. They literally try and free their minds from thinking of anything else mm-hmm. that they've decided that they wear the same type of clothes. They kind of sure. like, it's like, I don't want to wake up in the morning and go into my wardrobe and wonder what must I wear? I just want my mind to be thinking of the problem that I want to solve sure. such that when I just get up, I put on clothes and my mind is focused on one thing. So Imagine 
if we could narrow our dreams and desires to that one desire, like you say, that one burning passion where you're like, all these other things, they can pass me by. I just want to achieve this one thing. And one desire at a time will go uh, a long way. Definitely. So the third and final one that we are going to look at today is probably you're going to think, oh, why why did you have to just bring this in here? But really something that's going to help you narrow down your desires, your dreams and desires is adversity. What did you say? (laughs) So adversity and struggle narrow down the desires of your heart. You know, Pastor Jay, you spoke about Joseph, how um, the Bible tells us that God used what the enemy had intended for evil. God used that for Joseph's good. Mm. And oftentimes when we go through hard times, we do not see that. We just like going through like, oh, it feels hard. It feels uncomfortable. It feels painful. But the truth is, is that God uses those things to shake things out of your life. You know, like (laughs) Joseph needed to shake Potiphar's wife out of his life. And what resulted from that was pain. It was painful for him to be thrown in prison for something that he didn't even do wrong. You know, the enemy probably thought like, hey, I've got Joseph now. Like he's going to fall into this trap. And he didn't. And then when he didn't, he was like, okay, well, now I'm going to throw him in prison. And what happened? Like you said, he thrived. Yeah. And so God uses adversity for your good. We see it over and over and over again all throughout scripture. And I've seen it in my own life. You know, I've seen how, man, some of the most painful moments that I've been through have helped me to say, hey, in this area, I have, I think especially relationally, you know, I have such strong vision and dreams for where I want to be relationally that I just know has resulted from the pain that I've encountered in those areas. So I I automatically know what I'm going to allow in and what needs to stay out. And, you know, Jesus knew this as well. In Luke 22, 15, he said, (laughs) like he's with his disciples and stuff. And he says, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Wow. So he's speaking about like, hey, this thing that's coming, like he's desired it. That's like pain beyond anything that we can imagine. But he knows that he can only achieve that desire. He can only achieve that dream if he goes through that adversity. Wow. That's powerful, Robin. When you got into the Garden of Gethsemane after that, you know, when he's praying, his desire was not my will, but your will be done. He's like, I know it's painful. It's excruciating right now. But the thing that I've desired is so real that no um, level of pain or adversity will cause me to drop it. And so this is how adversity can narrow your dreams and your desires. You see, when you desire a million things, when you have those countless desires, when you go through adversity, there are things that you're just going to say, I don't need anymore. You think of this natural um, crisis that we went through with COVID. There are a lot of things that people just dropped out. Like, no, that was something that I wanted, but it's not a burning desire. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to let go. But the things that are still burning in your heart, those are the things that you really 
are going to continue to pursue. And you know, sometimes our dreams and desires are actually found in actually dealing with that thing, not shaking it off, not shaking it off. So think about it in your physical body. If you have pain in a specific area, sometimes the only way you can get rid of that pain if you've got a spasm is you need to apply something on there. You need to massage that spot. You need to take something for it. And so this can be the exact same thing for your dreams and desires. Sometimes the very people that have caused you the most pain are the people that are going to unlock your destiny, the people that are going to unlock a dream or desire that you have. Sometimes the bad business deal that you went through is going to be the thing that is going to be the key to getting you to where you need to go. And so sometimes it's not just about shaking things off, but actually like the pain, the adversity being the gateway through which your dream and desire is realized. Well said, Robin. I I immediately thought of, uh, of Joseph again. And quite honestly, if you think of the relational desire that he had, the people that sold him are the people that he later forgives. And he says, thank you for selling me into slavery because what you meant for harm, God meant for good. So that's like deep. Wow, Pastor Jay, this has been an amazing conversation. Um, like I said earlier, it's just inspired me again to go and really reflect on all these areas. And so I want to say to our listeners, you can have 4D dreams and desires you can have that thing look so real look so deep and and yeah make it a reality in your own life so we want to encourage you to look at those four areas and find one thing just one thing um, that you want to grow in right now in a dream or desire in those areas take those three steps to narrow down the desires apply them to each of the four areas so that you can see more clearly where you need to go Robin, I want to further challenge our podcast listeners to say, hey, we're talking about four dimensional dreams and desires. Won't it be special if you end up, after applying this, uh, the principles that we have shared with you, if you end up with four burning desires, one in each area, and you say for the next 90 days, I'm going to focus on only those four things. I'm narrowing everything to those four things, and those become your four dimensional uh, dreams and desires. Wow, I can just see so much growth coming out of that. Um, so we really want to encourage you guys to take this seriously. Start by just taking that small step as usual it all just starts with a small step and so until tomorrow we're going to be continuing this conversation tomorrow so do not miss it but until then let's all just keep growing <laughs>